right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Happy, happy Halloween. It's my favorite time of year. I'm actually in Tulum for Halloween, going to an amazing costume party, which I'm sure I'll tell you about at some point or be posting to Instagram at Allison Melody TV. All right. So do you believe in ghosts? Are curses real? What about angels and how do we talk to them? Can we help a tortured spirit cross to the other side? We answer these questions and more on today's spooky Halloween themed episode with all my favorite peeps like Jason Robel, Whitney Lauritsen, Nicole Dursway, Lisa Thomas, Roxy Flo, Laura Powers, Susie Hardy, and Elizabeth Tripp. But first, Food Heals Nation, are you ready to end emotional eating? Are you ready to drop the body shame? Are you ready to stop yo-yo dieting? Look, this is a great time of year, but between Halloween and New Year's is actually where most people gain the most weight of the entire year, right? So I plan not to do that, and um, I'm going to give you the tools that have helped me when I was struggling with overeating and with food addiction and with sugar addiction, especially for me. So if you feel like you've tried everything to lose weight and nothing has worked and you're just ready to figure the F out for good, I've got a course for you. It's all over at dropthefoodshame.com, and as my holiday gift to you, I have marked it down to 70% off from now until December 31st. It's called Food Freedom, and it is a three-week course. It is specifically designed to build on each week's teachings and lessons. So, you know, they say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. That's why it's three weeks of each day, each week, building on the last. You can form these new habits every single day. So you're going to learn the most effective healing tools to add to your emotional healing toolbox. I'll take you through the exact step-by-step process for when diet and exercise don't work. I'll show you a process for identifying, shifting, and changing your core misbeliefs around your body. I'll show you how to integrate trust, ease, and self-love into your daily practice. We'll talk about how to stop overeating, stop stress eating, stop emotional eating for good. And of course, I'll share with you the exact healing meditations, tools, and processes that I used to love myself and love my body. And finally, drop the body shame and end emotional eating for good. So go to dropthefoodshame.com and you can grab your spot for 70% off from now until December 31st. Hope to see you there. All right, get ready for some super spooky Halloween ghost stories, lots of fun discussions, and this is an episode you want to listen to with the lights on. Roll it, Roxy. best ghost stories Mm, the most recent paranormal experience that i can't explain yeah um was uh i'll get explicit detail here so our mutual friend ellie uh whom i dated for a couple years we were were living together and um we were in the process of breaking up so i was sleeping on the couch (laughs) it's a comfortable couch um and and one night when i was sleeping at the couch as we were trying to consciously uncouple (laughs) was, was i was I remember I was falling asleep on the couch and I woke up to the feeling like someone very strong and heavy was pressing my shoulders into the couch. Oh my God. And I was, I was awake, but I was completely immobilized and could not move. And the sensation of someone's hands 
pressing me into the couch Aww. was very palpable, and I had never in my life felt that. Oh my god! And I and I and I, I like struggled and kind of like shook it off, and I just started like praying because I literally was like, I don't know what the hell just happened, but like I feel like something is in this room right now, oh and I god. cannot explain. It was freaky as hell. I still have no idea what the hell happened, but I could literally feel someone pressing me down into the couch. It was I no idea. Entity, spirit, I don't know. It was weird and creepy, and I'll never forget it. And it wasn't like my body couldn't move. It was like someone holding me down, and I could not get get away from it. It was really weird and very scary, honestly. Yeah. And do you believe in in spirits and things like that? I do. And, and, And I remember as a kid having a sense of like... I never, I was never able to see other dimensional beings, but I had a sense that they were around me mm. as a young child. Yeah. So I, I, I don't believe that these bodies are, or this reality is the only reality. I don't believe these bodies are our final manifestation as energies, as spirits, as souls. And I think there's a lot, I mean, you even see it in quantum science that our brains and our senses can only interpret a very small fraction of the reality that is available. Mm-hmm. I do believe in other dimensions, other realities, non-physical beings. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe in aliens too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's another, that's another episode. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Very much. Um, well, I didn't have the experience of being pushed down on, but my dad was diagnosed with cancer and he was in the process of dying. And we were staying in North Carolina. He had a beach house and we're on the second floor of this house. And one of my best friends had come to visit and support me and we're sleeping in the bed. It's a king bed. So we had lots of room, but I woke up to these black beings hovering over me. And I've never been so fucking scared in my life. And I was like, well, Amy, my friend, Amy cannot see these because she will not be able to handle it. I was like, I have to handle this. I have to take responsibility. Whatever like was happening at the moment, I was like, I have to handle this and take care of her. And so I had to lead whatever it was out of the room and they like kind of dissipated. So they followed me out of the room and dissipated. Well, I was like, woke up the next morning. I'm like, that was a crazy, horrible dream. It must be because I'm in trauma mode because my dad is not doing well right now. And my dad had remarried. And so my stepmom at the time lived in the house and I started describing what I had seen and her face went white. And she was like, draw it. So I started drawing it. And she almost passed out. She was like, I saw them too. Wow. I'm getting like goosebumps and yeah. feelings. Yeah. yeah. So I believe in it. I also believe that we have the power with love and positivity to not be affected by it. But I believe that there are darker energies sometimes. And I have one now that yeah. this guy sparked a memory. <laughs> uh, I, and I could send a picture of this. My sister and I went to an overnight sound bath. And it's really good for cleaning out your energy and centering yourself. And we just took a picture of, like, the scenery, like, when everybody was, like, coming into the room and setting up their mats and stuff. And there happened to be this woman in the photo. And, you know, in person, it just seemed like, you know, she had a lot to let go of that night. And it was so crazy. The next, we had such a beautiful night. And everyone has, like, these gorgeous dreams. And you journal and stuff. The next day, we're looking through our photos from our, like, little spiritual journey. And we get to this picture where everybody was unloading in the beginning of the night. And it's crazy because at the first glance, you don't see anything. But then when you zoom in on the lady, there's her head. And then there's this goblin head that's stretching (gasps) out of her. And you can see (laughs) two heads stretching out. And she looks like this goblin. It's not how she looked at all in person, you guys. Like this crazy goblin, like, leading the way. But, like, also the goblins, like, under stress. Like, you could tell. Like, I, I don't know. 
but and then we have pictures of her in the morning at breakfast like just with the group and it, that's not happening at all oh my god Nicole. Oh it's my insane god. and like when we both we both just got chills we were like oh my god you know <laughs> isn't there a fascination with ghost stories and yeah. psychics and these things that we can't explain and aliens and the paranormal and like right now this time of year i feel like is kind of really fun but also like kind of like questioning like what do I really believe like I'm gonna get dressed up in a costume blah 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 but like what do I really believe in I believe in ghosts because I've seen them and people think that's fucking crazy and there's always a logical explanation and maybe there is yeah but I haven't found a logical explanation yet oh my gosh. I kind of I, I personally like the fact that we can't explain everything in life yeah. like I don't I don't have a desire to explain everything yeah I like the mystery mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, and I think this is a sliver of that, of, of our fascination that that we're here. Uh, we can't explain everything. We actually don't really know who we are. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. are human beings. Right. Almost say, like we actually don't know where we came from. <laughs> we don't know what we truly are. And and I don't know. I It's exciting to me that we can't explain certain things in our reality. I don't know. I like the mystery of it. I like that too. Definitely. So I know that we don't have a lot of time left, but what do you think about aliens? i would say for me listening to these like i don't have any great like ghost stories or experiences like that that have come to mind but you haven't been probed no (laughs) i haven't i know i remember but i have had a lot of like spiritual experiences that are very subtle and more and more as i've gotten older but almost my entire life i have had like waking experiences while sleeping at for lack of a better description. That's exactly what I had that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. For me, I tend to sleepwalk and have sleep, sleep, like experiences in the middle of the night very commonly, almost every single night. I talk in my sleep and I wake up in the middle of the night and like have this like in-between sleep and awake experience. And a lot of the times I have felt like the presence of something else there. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's possible that it's just like my sleep brain but some of them have been so vivid mm-hmm. and it's not all the time. It's very, it's occasionally, but I've definitely had experiences where it's felt like there is something over my bed or something talking to me. And also I have recorded myself because yeah. I sleep talk so much. Yeah. And you played that for me before. Sometimes the sleep recordings, like I don't even sound like, it sounds like I'm possessed or it sounds like I'm having a conversation with somebody that's not there. Oh and it's like very weird. My voice often sounds different or, uh, you know, it's like just like gibberish. It's just like, you know, and that could be maybe explained by a variety of different things in the brain. But like there's also a, a a sense of a feeling that you have mm-hmm. when you n- know that there's someone else there yeah. in like my gut feeling is that there it's like sometimes I'm tapping into something that I'm not able to tap into when I'm fully conscious mm. yeah right so the unconscious experiences and like actually have like seeing my room and knowing it's not a dream like being conscious enough but not fully conscious yeah. it's like my brain is in this limbo state where I'm able to like experiencing things that I wouldn't normally when I'm fully conscious.
All right, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed that clip from my episode with Whitney, Jason, and Nicole. If you want to hear the full episode, you can go back to episode 176. And Food Heals Nation, I have some exciting news. You've heard me talking about sovereignty all summer long, and for a limited time, they're offering Food Heals Nation a brand new discount, okay? It used to be 20% off, now it is 30% off for a limited time. So there's no better time to check it out. Go to solve.live. Now what is it? In case you forgot, I'm going to tell you. They have their two formulas that are their game-changing formulas. Their Purpose Plus is what gives you the energy and focus that you need, right? This is for your workouts. This is for your endless to-do list. This is to help you when you feel unmotivated or you're lacking focus. Like, listen to this testimonial from Patrick. He says, if you could only take one supplement, this is the one. I felt amazing with their specific blend of Ayurvedic and adaptogenic herbs. I am hooked. You can also try the Dream Plus formula if you have trouble sleeping. This makes falling asleep and staying asleep way easier than counting sheep. And Suzanne says, I have tried everything to help me fall asleep and stay asleep. This product is amazing, works great, and no hungover feeling in the morning. I love that. That's very important to me because we know that feeling when you're like, the reason I feel hungover is not because I had an alcoholic beverage. It's because I took a sleeping pill that knocked me out. And I never want to feel groggy because of a pill, right? So this is an awesome, awesome supplement. And besides the fact that these products work very well, the founders are so sure that you'll fall in love that they guarantee you'll feel better and sleep better or your money back. I mean, it's kind of like a can't lose. Why not? They're offering 30% off now before it was 20%. I think this is something you should definitely check out. Both the Dream Plus and Purpose Plus are formulated by world-leading expert in Ayurvedic and adaptogenic herbs. Sovereignty uses clinically studied ingredients to deliver you results that you can feel almost immediately. Use the code FOODHEALS for 30% off over at sov.live. S-O-V dot L-I-V-E. Coupon code FOODHEALS will get 30% off. Go check it out and let me know what you think. Next up is a fascinating clip. Uh, Do you believe in curses? You will after you hear Lisa Thomas talk to Roxy Flo, our producer. I cannot wait to roll this for you. Okay, roll it, Roxy. Let's go right into DNA healing. And Roxy has some questions. It's kind of going to go all over the place. I just kind of want the open conversation. We like that. I just want to hear your insight. Okay. Yeah. Let's back this up to maybe like about three years ago. During that time, I was going through a really intense depression. I was in Beverly Hills coming out of a client meeting. Just this random person in a crosswalk, you know, just seemed like a normal person, stopped me with intense urgency in her eyes as if like she was in danger or like Mm -hmm. a child of hers was in danger stopped me immediately right and pulled me aside and she just said all these things that were just so spot on I was almost so shocked that I was like have you been like 
reading my emails stalking <laughs> <laughs> me right. yeah like like it was just absurd and you know i i walk into certain things like that with speculation of course mm-hmm. but it was just so striking and so very detailed telling specific cities specific things that only me and my family would know i ended up sitting down with her for an hour right then and there at like the nearby coffee bean right I promise you guys, I didn't say anything to lead her on, if you will. She's a clairvoyant Mm -hmm. medium as well. And there was something different in that day, as if I had a force around me that made me invincible for that day. You know, spending a year and a half in depression, you wake up, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to tackle life. You just feel just pathetic over yourself. Some points that she said that stuck with me was that there's a curse in mm. the women's side of my mom's family. A curse on love. Oh my God. Right? Let's <laughs> just get into heavy stuff yeah. right, right off the top. So, and this is all on my mom's side of the family, which I grew up in the Philippines a little bit. And so I have relationships with my mom's aunts and uncles. They all lived in the same house from when they were born all the way to their death. So my mom's aunts, I believe there was five of them all together. Only one of them married. So they have my mom. From what I know, my mom had a very troubling time having to love my father because of my father's mom. So my grandma made it very hard for them. Didn't like my mother. Shout out to Olga, who is the healer that (laughs) talked to me during this time. She was saying that, you know, my mom is one of the first people to kind of break the curse, to kind Mm -hmm. of go through and really show, you know, what love is. And no matter what, she was going to end up with my father. Mm -hmm. And they're still together. That stuck with me, right? So just like the curse of the women in our family. And remember, my mom's other four aunts all died single. I didn't necessarily think about it until recently on how it affects me. I'm gay, so my mother has unfortunate beliefs on gay people. You know, as I'm falling in love and everything like that, I could see how this could be a huge hurdle. Just Mm -hmm. almost the same fight that my mother had for Mm. my father against Mm -hmm. my father's mother. So I could see this in the future and how it would develop. So my question to you is, do you believe in curses? A hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Okay. I clear them often. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I want to hear about that. And also it's very strong and we could get into this in a second, but it's the term in the Philippines is third eye. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, medium, of course. So my mom's uncle he had a third we witnessed it you know he would have conversations with these kids just vividly he would get angry because they were you know loud and yada 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 i never met my mother's grandfather but apparently he also had that gift as well when i had sat down with olga at the very end of our sit down she was like there is a female presence here with us she's been with you at the beginning of the day i was just kind of like Nah. (laughs) Because also a year previously to that, my mom's uncle, who had a third eye, had passed away during that same week. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, you're wrong. It's, you know, my mom's uncle. It's a a male presence. You're you're off. After the sit down with Olga, I called my mother just to fact check a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you know, it's your favorite's uh, death anniversary today. My Ah, mom's aunt who was my favorite growing up, which ties back to why I was feeling so invincible that day, 
because it was obviously her, you know, sure it was. <laughs> just, yeah. for sure. Just pulling me out of the suppression that I had, mm-hmm. leading me to to see Olga, leading me to hear yeah. what she had to say. And of course, I made so many great mental movements afterwards. Mm-hmm. Additionally, just last week, my brother, very vivid dreams regarding both grandfathers. He was saying that he was being visited. Come to find out when my brother called my mother, both of their death anniversaries that same day. So there's something that centers around death anniversaries and them visiting me and my brother often. Okay. And so a couple questions. Let's hear about curses. And do you believe in them? <laughs> Is that causation at the same time? Am I thinking that because I heard this, I'm believing in it and no, I'm causing it. No. You know what I mean? More than more often than not, a curse is not known to you. Curses create difficulty. They are from angry. So then I have to back up a little bit and tell you how they come about, right? There's different types of beings on the other side of the veil, meaning people that have crossed over or people that have chose to never come to earth and get a body. Those follow Ooh. the dark side, okay? Let's just, Meaning they've let's never just been here Vader. or they're not going to come back. They don't want to. They don't want to come. They they've don't never come. been here and they're they never going to. They don't want a body. Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So they really are. I, I call them pastors, minions, think, not the cute minion movie. These are just <laughs> minions, right? Like Darth Vader, like, like you said. Okay. And, and they follow Darth Vader. We'll make it a Star Wars movie. Okay. And then there are those disembodied spirits that have lived on this earth before. But they didn't go into the light. They stayed earthbound in this dimension. And they can stay earthbound for a variety of reasons. Maybe there's um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. Smoking actually sometimes can keep people here because they're looking for that that moment, you know, the high. Okay. It can be anger can keep them here. Revenge can keep them here. Now, we like to think that everybody in our bloodline loves us. But unfortunately, they've had different experiences when they were alive, and they don't. So they don't want anybody in the bloodline to be happy. Mm. So curses from family members are actually stronger than curses from just some angry spirit. All right? And I suspect... This is intense. (laughs) So, So let's think of it. It's petty. Curses are quite often just petty. For your lineage, there's more than likely a woman that never had the opportunity to be married. So why should anybody else in her bloodline have that opportunity, right? Not to like wig everybody out, but you can actually curse somebody with mean thoughts. And our thoughts are really powerful. You can be cursed by somebody living that really dislikes you. And what it does is think of it this way. It just puts a heavy burden energy on your soul. It's just clouding you. But we're talking about something a lot more heavy than that. But yes, curses are real. And how do we clear them? Yeah, how do you clear, how do you clear something like you that? Know how what? do you fight through something like how that? How do you, you fight? Know, knowing that. Fighting through it, you probably need a really good energy clearing to get rid of a curse. I have people come from all over the world to get those things cleared. And that's it's something not, that you can do. If I could make it to the world that I specialize in it, but I'm mm. going to tell you why I don't. Now here I am making this. I'm, I'm going out on the airway saying this, but <laughs> the reason I don't like to state, hey, this is my specialty is because I don't want to attract that energy. Uh, it's not that I don't sure. want to help Absolutely. you, okay? But look what comes with it. I know. It's like I a know. ghostbuster. It is. It is. Wow. You know? I've, I've heard, I've That's heard a great, about it. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, absolutely. Ghosts are people, either they don't have a body, but they're spirit form still, right? Or they've lived on this earth, and they've stayed around after they died. That's a ghost. They didn't go into the white light. They did not go into the white light. Now, some are assigned back, 
as your guardian angel. The other side is very organized. Earth is organized, and they're <laughs> organized, like a place too. Sounds like for me. I know. Right? Like, I want to be go? there. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in charge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you feel like you have ghosts, some people do saging in their house, and that gets rid of negative. Sometimes I pick up with clients that they shouldn't do that, that it attracts, the, it doesn't help their vibration, it hurts it. So I guess everybody's different. For it as a whole, saging is a good thing just to get rid of the burden energy. I call it burden energy because I don't want it to be a frightening thing. But it just gets stuck. You just need to clear it out. Okay, I just want to mention there's a movie I just watched a few nights ago that I was highly recommended called A Ghost Story. It's a narrative film. Has anyone here seen it? No, no. Okay, first of all, I found out after I watched it that uh, the director and two main actors are all vegan and they all like did vegan stuff together. And I was like, cool. Very cool. <laughs> yes. But uh, it was, it, I saw like a random Instagram post and I'm like, I got to see this movie. It came out in 2017 and it's about a married couple living in a house and he unexpectedly dies. I'm not giving anything away, okay. but he unexpectedly <laughs> dies at the very beginning and he becomes a ghost. And the movie is like this very slow paced, like meditation on ghosts. Mm -hmm. And there's this moment, again, at the very beginning, when he first becomes a ghost, he walks up to a wall and a whole portal opens up for him. Yeah. And he looks at it and he decides not to go in. Exactly. He, He actually walks from the hospital where he was pronounced dead all the way back to the house where he and his wife live. Yep. And the rest of the movie takes place of him That's in exactly this house. exactly what happens. And it's like a perfect visual for everything you just yes, described. I'm like, wow, this movie was very well it's researched. They, they did it. Like, yeah, they yes. had to have had help with that. And once that portal closes, your guardian angel's done. Okay, so... Questions. So then, okay. Exactly. So then <laughs> people don't know how to get back. Okay, so, so me and my brother often get visited uh-huh. by my mom's side of the family undeniably you know what are they telling you what do they want from you uh when my mom's uncle passed away i had this very vivid dream and he had like a knee ailment and so he always had a limp and Mm -hmm. during this dream he had put his cane aside to talk to me yeah he didn't need anymore Mm -hmm. we walked together we had a great talk he just wanted me to know that he was okay that mm-hmm. he was at peace mm-hmm. and the saying in the philippines uh we do a 40-day memorial because the saying is that spirits in 40 days they visit their family yes. just to check up on them uh-huh. and, and say you know their goodbyes mm-hmm. my niece she's able to see when somebody passes away she'll wave at them she's never met them she'll wave and say their name like hi lola dada uh-huh. you know just <laughs> things like that yeah. so it's strong within her mm-hmm. too as well mm-hmm. My question is, it's past 40 days. These guys are still visiting me, my brother, often um, to a point now where I'm actually smelling. Like, I haven't... They're around you a lot. Yeah. I haven't smelled these scents since I was a child. Probably the last time since I was like eight years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. These are very comforting because they helped raise me and my brother over there. So I know they're around. Uh, My mom's uncle that had passed away. I I felt his hand on my cheek and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt his actual presence. And how did you handle that? Oh, I woke up crying, of course. <laughs> it was intense. As a whole, people don't like to be touched. <laughs> yeah, it was very real. Like, yeah. the hug was real. Mm-hmm. I felt, you know, I it was just so real. I heard everything. Like, I heard him put the cane against the wall. Just everything was so vivid. Yeah. You know, it was definitely there. And the way my brother explains is uh, how he got visited a week ago. So vivid. We're not one to lie or, or anything like that. It's happened to us since we were kids. So are these souls 
trapped here? What are they trying to tell us? You know, why do they keep on visiting me and my brother and now my niece? You know, it's something that runs in our family often. Clearly, you have the gift. And I think they are wanting you to know that both you and your brother, they've been dormant for a while. And now it's time to awaken them. Okay, and to have confidence in them. More than likely, they stayed past their allotted time. And they might need some help getting back. And how do we help them? Is that on us or is that something they need to go through? No, they need help. And it's not hard. You just open up a portal and I can help you. Lisa, you are awesome. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah, that story still gives me chills, but I love it. So if you want to hear the full episode, go back and listen to episode 228 of the Food Heals podcast with Lisa Thomas. And Food Heals Nation, if you're already drinking coffee every day, why not supercharge it in both taste and health benefits? The Chagachino is your coffee's new BFF with benefits. I can vouch for that because the Chagachino was my BFF in West Hollywood almost every day, almost on the daily. So they served the Chagachino in West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. So there was literally three of them surrounding me that I could walk to our drive to in like a couple of minutes. So I have been obsessed with the Chagachino for a few years now, and I've been missing it now that I'm doing my digital nomad thing. I'm all doing Florida, North Carolina, Nashville, and I miss that Chagachino more than ever. Well, guess what? Now they can ship it to your door. It's unbelievable. So they ship it to your door and you add one packet of the Chagachino mix into your regular coffee or latte and it transforms it into an adaptogenic superfood mushroom-based mocha. It is absolutely delicious. I mean, if I was too lazy, I would have Postmates deliver it. This was my life, okay? I'm not kidding. (laughs) It's vegan, it's keto, it's got no sugar, no calories. It's got great ingredients that you can pronounce like wild forage, chaga, raw cacao, ceylon, cinnamon, monk fruit. There's no binders, there's no fill. There's no emulsifiers, no solvents, no preservatives, no junk, right? And there's actually a COVID study done on medicinal mushrooms. So let me share that with you. Medicinal mushrooms have previously demonstrated both antiviral and anti-inflammatory activity. Recently, it's been researched as a potential effective treatment against COVID-19 with promising results. Chaga's effectiveness against viruses are due to a variety of reasons, including its anti-inflammatory properties, its powerful enzymatic system, and a strong system of defense. So the conclusion was, this review has highlighted the therapeutic potential of chaga as a natural antiviral treatment. So I think it's a big why not, right? I'm already taking all the supplements I can. I'm already drinking coffee every day. So why not make my coffee the healthiest, most immune system boosting coffee that I can. So the Chagachino is made by my friends over at Renewed. So go to drink Renewed, that's nude like naked, R-E-N-U-D-E dot com. Use my promo code FOODHEALS at checkout and you'll get 15% off. Trust me, this is worth it. It's a great discount. Thank you so much, Renewed. I am so glad that I can now have my Chagachino with me anywhere I go, on the road, on the go. It's really life-changing. It makes me so happy. Again, it's at drinkrenewed.com. Use the promo code FOODHEALS. You'll get 15% off your order of Chagachino. All right, next up, I'm talking with psychic Laura Powers about angels and how to talk to them. Roll it, Roxy.
On our last podcast, you talked about if you're going through a healing journey or if you're trying to manifest, it's okay to ask the angels. Can we just start with angels? Like, who are they? Where do they come from? And how can we ask them for guidance? Yeah, so angels are divine beings of light, and they are here to help us with our lives and our life missions. And they're not limited by the physical reality. So one of the things I'll hear frequently, like, I don't want to bother them. And it's like, no, it's not that way. They want to help, you know. It's not like humans who have a million things on their to-do list. Exactly. (laughs) And they want to do it, give them the opportunity. And yeah, because they're not limited by the physical reality, they can do multiple things at once. And, you know, so it's not like, oh, I don't want to ask my friend Sally for too much or whatever, because there's limited amount to what she can provide. But with angels, First of all, there's so many angels, they're not limited by space and time. So they can help us exponentially and infinitesimally. (laughs) (laughs) And what are some examples of how angels have helped you? Oh my gosh. I mean, they help me all the time. Like, first of all, I'm constantly talking with them. And even though I am, I still get the messages that I could do it even more. Uh, So I ask them for little things, you know, help with parking. And seriously, it works, guys. It's crazy. (laughs) Okay, I'm thinking of the secret right now where it's like, you just picture the car in the parking space and it just appears. Well, I do think there's something to, you know, manifesting like that. I think with the secret, I think they oversimplify it a little bit. But there's some really good basic principle stuff that they talk about. With angels, your visualization is helpful, but they are an actual being that can go in and help you. So think of there's a whole team of people that you're like, Hey, guys, can you help me with this? And they're yeah. like, Okay. <laughs> and she's holding up a phone to her right yeah. now. Like, Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> people can't see me. But yeah, so you call them and ask for help. And when I say call, you can mentally ask for their help. If you're in a place where you can do it out loud, I think when you put it into physical words, it can have extra power because it's becoming physical in the physical reality, but also because Our words can be a little muddled. So if you're thinking it, make sure you're really clear and specific with Mm -hmm. your thoughts. But seriously, I get like crazy parking stuff happen all the time. Like (laughs) a lot of situations, let's say there's a concert or something and people are parking blocks or super far away and then I'll pull up and there's a parking spot literally in front of the venue that I think people just assumed was a loading zone or something but it's not and I will literally park like right there (laughs) then for help to big stuff with healing your health or shifting finances work opportunities travel opportunities meeting people almost anything you can think of that's positive and loving no hexes on yeah exactly like people sometimes call me like do you do curses i'm like no no Uh, sorry whoever would ask you that it's like i don't want to work with you no but i and here's the thing guys i'll just share this that i understand when people are hurt and they want to take care of that but the universe automatically is very smart and will take care of that and whatever you put out karmically will come back to you so if, if you put out that kind of negative energy towards someone else it will eventually come back on you so just it's better not to love exactly exactly I don't know. I've never been like a vindictive person. So I'm never like, oh, I wish the terrible things on them. But you know, people get angry and things like that. So the best thing to do is just send someone that's being an asshole or whatever it is, send them love, right? Yeah, or at the very least, just disengage. And if you can, if you're not in a place. Yeah, your negative energy, your mental energy to that person. What I like to do is ask the angels, help that situation for whatever is for the best. (laughs) Because they know more than we do what's needed. But trust that it's not a punitive thing. So a lot of people like it's like they want someone to be punished. And it's like, that's not the way it works. It might be perceived that way. But if someone is doing something that is causing pain to another 
they will then experience that just so they know why that's not a bad idea. It's not a punishment. It's like, so here's why it's not good to do this. A man who started as a client and now he wrote this amazing book that's on the scientific aspect of consciousness. It's called An End to Upside Down Thinking. His name is Mark Gober. And one of the things he talks about in that book is that there's near-death experiences. One of the very common themes is that when people are reviewing their lives, they actually have a part of that where they experience the pain that they've caused other people. Oh my God. Just so that they know it. So when you're doing this, it's like it might have an immediate maybe feeling of relief or satisfaction or whatever, but it's really not helpful for you or the other person (laughs) in the long run. And we were talking in the first podcast about emotions and how they impact our health physically. So when you're in anger and you're, especially if it's long-term anger, holding on to that is literally like toxic in your body. Yeah take us back because in the first episode you kind of took us through your physical healing journey where you were able to completely heal yourself of a lot of conditions so food heals nation please go back and listen to that but can you take us through your journey of discovering that you had psychic abilities and not knowing when it was okay to talk about that and then fully embracing it can you take us through that journey sure yeah and by the way if you want like a lot of details on this i wrote my first book called life in the afterlife yes notes from a medium and angel communicator is about all that. Um, But essentially, I was a little kid that saw and sensed things that other people didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm very observant. And I could tell that other people didn't see what I did. (laughs) So I was like, you know, I would kind of look around. And I remember asking my mom when I was, I think, about seven years old, if she saw things. And I knew based on her response, she didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. So I basically just kept it to myself and tried to ignore it as best as I could. But like many abilities and talents, this ability got stronger as I got mm-hmm. older. And as I got to be an adolescent, it got really strong. And I didn't have teachers. I didn't know what to do with all of this. So I just kept it to myself. It got pretty intense. And I just kept trying to block it out. And it it kind of peaked when I was in college. And I could be what's called a trance medium. Are you familiar with that term? Mm -mm. Trance medium is a type of medium. I'm called a mental medium right now. So trance medium is when someone literally goes into trance and the spirit communicates through their body. Oh, wow. And a mental medium is like I'm mentally communicating whatever I'm receiving. So even though I could do that, the trance medium, like, nope, I want my body for me. I don't want to do that. But the point is I could. And so spirits would try to get in. And so before I learned how to set up boundaries and protections, I was literally having spirits trying to take over my body. (laughs) It's like a freaking horror movie. Okay, this is what horror movies are based on. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was. So if you've seen the movie Ghost or Patrick Swayze goes into Whoopi Goldberg or, you know, like that. I love that movie. And I always thought that was based on reality. Yeah, no, totally. I'm very much like the kid in The Sixth Sense where I sometimes literally couldn't tell the difference between a live person and, an, oh my and God. A, a ghost. So, you know, one time I called the cops on a ghost because I thought there was an intruder in the house. And the, the cops were like, what? The? Well, I just was like, I don't know. I can't explain it. But then I figured it out, you know, wow. what was going on. You know, everything was locked from the inside. There was nothing taken, you know, it was. Oh, my um, God. You Those know, ghosts are wreaking havoc. They can. <laughs> and they like to play with you if they, you know. If they know that you know. If they know that you know, but also oh. are confused and they can kind of feed on that confusion and sometimes just 
just, you know, a ghost is a person without a body. So they have their personalities and will still like to do things. So there was one ghost that he would get me all the time. One of the first times I saw him, I thought he was a live person. He walked up the stairs and then the, the front door was, you know, on the second floor. And he, at the point where you would open the door, he just walked through the door. So that's when I knew he wasn't a live person because oh he looked so solid. Yeah. But this is a man who was an alcoholic in his life. And so then he was an alcoholic as a ghost. He literally would try to get in my body to drink. Oh my God. So he hadn't crossed over. No. Yeah. Can you and talk about that? a very different energy. Yeah. yeah. So when a person's body dies, a light opens, which is like a gateway or portal to the other side. And if they don't cross, it does close eventually. If they choose to remain here on the earth plane, or sometimes if they're confused or lost, then they will remain here. The difference is... That's what happened in Ghost. He had to stay to avenge his murder. Yeah. Yeah. And then the portal opened. Yeah. And he went to And the way they show the demons and everything is like very accurate, I think, from my my perspective as a psychic. It gives me chills. Yeah. (laughs) When they don't, they end up staying here. And there's a movie called The Others, which I think depicts it kind of well, too. They yeah, they don't have the one. same sense of necessarily of like passage of time, and it's kind of like wonky. That's why you can have a ghost that's been around for centuries, and it doesn't seem like centuries to them, because they're not in the right time-space continuum away yeah. or something. They're kind of in this other place. But they don't have a sense of their purpose. There's a lot of information that they're missing. Whereas if you're communicating with the spirit and the light, you know they went and they had their life review. They know why things happen the way that they did they usually have released a lot of their hurt and anger and frustration and they might act as kind of like guides to help their loved ones who are here but it goes like for example i wouldn't try to get guidance or information from ghosts they're just they might provide information what's going on they're not going to be able to give guidance it's a very different energy very different vibration so vibrationally typically ghosts are a much kind of lower energy vibration than a spirit in the light. Okay, so a spirit in the light is someone who has crossed over, went to the light, and been like, now I am ethereal being. And a ghost is still stuck on the issues from their life, and they're not willing to move. Is that correct? They're not willing, or maybe you just don't understand. So sometimes when there's been trauma, they're just kind of mentally trapped in that. Could be a battle site or, you know, something like that. Or the other thing is when they just are not letting go of whatever, you know, they think they were here to do in this life. So my hometown, Lafayette, Colorado, there's a lot of ghosts and it's a mining town. Oh my God. And when I started to learn how to help them cross over, because that's part of what I do. And a lot of them were like angry about owners of the mines and wanted justice and all these things. And it was like, okay, those people are dead. No one's here (laughs) that's going to be able to help you. Like you just need to cross over, you know, like, but they were still all wrapped up in it because to them, it's like, it just happened. And they're holding on to this anger. Like it just happened yesterday. It could be hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah, literally. And so it was this conversation with them of like, okay, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yes, there's no justice or anything can happen at this point. The best thing is for you to cross over. Or if they're, like I said, in a lot of fear, there's a lot of ghosts that are still here because they're afraid of hell or being punished or something, which isn't how it is from everything that I've seen as a psychic. And so then I will explain to them that it's fine. And, you know, one of the things I'll tell them is like, look, if you don't like it on the other side, you know, then you can come back but they never want to once they go over there because it's amazing (laughs) yeah oh my gosh i have so many questions okay so first of all let's bust the myth right now because i think that there is 
probably most of Food Heals Nation doesn't think this, but there's a lot of people who think a psychic is a person who foretells the future. They're a fortune teller. But we, hi Jackson, <laughs> but we have free will. So yeah. can you kind of like bust the myth of what that is and tell us a little bit? And Jackson's coming up on oh, you to say hi. He is so uh, Maybe he maybe wants he to talk. Because okay. I do animal communication, so okay. that will happen frequently. Okay, okay we're going to talk with in a little bit, okay? Yeah, he just literally came up to you and was like, yeah. I need to talk. <laughs> so when you're ready to talk about that, we're going to hear what Jackson wants to say, because I really want to hear. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Jack. And now he walked away. He yeah. goes, okay. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Jackson. I kind of gave him a mental message. So, okay, sorry. What was your question? I just want to know or have the myth bust that you're not a fortune teller. Oh, right. you can't, we all have free will. But what your abilities really are. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So we do have free will and we have choices and uh, we're constantly making choices. So yeah. when someone is asking you about the future, there are some things that are kind of more set than others. And primarily yeah. that's because they as a soul have decided mm. that. Yeah. And then there's some things that maybe there's like a general plan for what someone's going to do in their life, but then how that manifests can vary. And so mm-hmm. then there might be kind of leeway yeah. for those things. That makes sense. So for example... You know, there might be someone where this is pretty set, their soul has decided to do this, and then it's pretty unlikely that that's going to shift. Yeah. <laughs> so that client I was telling you about, Mark Gober, when he came to me, I'm talking about this because he talks about this. I wouldn't obviously talk about a client that where it's just been a private session between yeah. us. But I said to him in our first session, you're going to write a book, kind of bridging the gap between kind of mainstream and tech and spirituality. And I don't think he thought that he would. It wasn't really his area. And yeah. then a year later, wrote the book. And then a year later wow. was released it's a bestseller mm-hmm. and i think that that was something on a soul level he was like yes i'm gonna yeah. do that and that's part of his life mission and purpose in a very big way but then there's some people also that maybe don't have as much of a plan or things aren't a set so when i do a reading for someone they're asking about the future i tell them this is what i'm sensing based on your current sort of path now but if you make different choices you can change that right. so i really do believe that it's changeable at least for most things. If you want to change it, then that's one of my favorite things to do is work with people like, okay, what would you like to create? Here's what you can do to make that happen. Yeah, because you're good at manifesting. So you can help your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And also, you know, in terms of the bigger picture, it's easy to get lost in sort of our societal role and expectations and kind of lose track our connection with our higher self or soul that has our best interest in mind and kind of like knows. So I completely relate to this because I did that myself. My master's in poli sci had this whole other path. And that's when I was like getting into major issues in my life when I was going down this path that I think wasn't meant to be my path. And then I did this like major course correction. And then when I learned to listen to my higher self, my guides, and I was like, oh, this is so much better, <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> so I love doing that for other people. Because, you know, if something is meant to be a part of your path and purpose, it will be supported. Yeah. I, I believe it, that. Yeah. It's kind of like in that sense, there is nothing that's practical or impractical. It's more like, is it aligned for you or not? Yeah. Always great to chat with Laura. If you want to hear the full episode, go on back to episode 261.
Okay, so remember last week when I shared an episode with Dr. Group from the Global Healing Center? Well, we did some bonus short interviews for you so you can learn more about how to boost your immunity and why Global Healing Center products are different. And by different, I mean better. (laughs) All right, roll the clip, Roxy. All right, Food Heals Nation, we are here with our good friend, Dr. Group from the Global Healing Center. You have heard me talking about them for years. Actually, since day one of this podcast began, I've been taking his supplements. So Dr. Group, why are your supplements different from other supplements out there on the market? Because we know there is a supplement company coming up every minute. And I'm like, is this a good one? Is this a bad one? And how do we tell? Yeah, that's that's a question I get all the time, and it's a really good question. First of all, you have to look at the the owner of the company and look at what their quality control is and what their mission is. I mean, our mission has always been to produce the highest quality supplements out there, raw if possible, preserve the natural components of the plants, and ultimately, like Tesla and Einstein said, everything in life comes back to vibration and energy. That's it vibration and energy. So we try to produce the highest vibrational, highest energetic products out there. We're one of the only privately owned companies left. Most companies have been bought up by private equity. They've been bought up by the pharmaceutical companies. And once those companies come in, they just completely uh, destroy the vibrations of the products. They get the cheapest uh, products they can. They just try to turn it around and sell it five years later. We invented, it took us seven years to invent a raw herbal extraction process using all cold methods to where we can preserve that life force. So when you take it, it's like you picked it fresh from the ground and you put it in your mouth. We don't use any any chemicals, any fillers, any excipients, anything. We use only raw, organic, non-GMO ingredients. We were the first company in the world to build from the ground up a manufacturing facility in Phoenix, Arizona, using all organic materials. We have all organic paint on the walls. We have state-of-the-art air purification system using ionized hydroperoxides. Everything in our facility is, is meticulously cleaned with only organic cleaning products. We play music for the herbs. Um, not only that, we only use triple distilled biophotonic water that we infuse light and sound frequencies into as the base of our raw herbal extraction process. We we created an Ormus supercharged minerals to, to even impart a higher vibrational frequency into all of our products. So we're constantly looking for ways to increase the efficacy, increase the power, increase the vibration the energy of our supplements to make the best possible nutritional supplements in the world that you can take and you can get results with. Wow. I was already your super fan. I am so blown away. I mean, this is incredible. I don't think there's any other company out there doing the amazing work that you are doing. And I trust you guys with all my heart and soul and everyone that I can, I will refer to you. So Food Heals Nation, make sure to go to globalhealing.com. Everything you need is there. Use the coupon code FOODHEALS21 and you will get 20% off your order. Thank you so much for that discount, Dr. Group, and thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, we're just here to help as many people as we can, just like you.
Okay, so next up, this is an oldie but a goodie. Susie and I are sharing our ghost stories, our experiences with the paranormal. I'll never forget this episode. We were in my first original studio, which was in my guest house, and we just had so much fun doing this episode. So enjoy. So the first time I ever saw a ghost, which is you know, some, you may not believe in ghosts. You may believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts because of this. So this is absolutely a true story. We were in high school and we were driving down kind of like a back country road in North Carolina. We were going to a party and, um, I was driving my dad's convertible. So we were all like rocking the convertible, playing music. It was super fun. Um, I was still young, so I was not drinking. This is not that kind of party. Like, definitely people at the party were drinking, but I was still... But you were driving, so how old were you? I was driving. I was still in my, like, young and innocent phase of maybe, like, 17. Okay. Um, I don't think I really started drinking until maybe 18 or 19. So I was totally sober. Everyone in my car, if they had had a drink, it wasn't, like, a drunk bunch of teenagers. It was just a really fun group of teenagers playing music, in the convertible, feeling cool, you know. And we're driving down a backcountry road. And all of a sudden, on, so on the left of me is like a field, and on the right of me is woods. And we're driving down, and on the right, where the field is, I see a boy, and he's sticking his thumb out like he wants a ride. And I was like, oh my god, why is there a young boy, like 7 or 10 years old, I'm not a good judge of age, but like a boy, and why is he on the side of the road? And why does he need a ride? Like, does he need help? I'm so concerned. So I turn down the music. So everyone's dancing in the car, right? Turn on the music. And I'm like, you guys, should I turn around? And they're like, turn around for what? And I'm like, the boy. And they're like, what boy? I'm like, the little boy on the side of the road. He just had his thumb out. And they're like, oh, we didn't see that. Because they're like, I'm like, that's because you guys are dancing and playing music and whatever. You're not paying attention. I'm driving. I see the road clearly. And they're like, oh, my God, turn around. Let's go get him. Let's make sure he's okay. So we turn around, and now the field is on the right of me. So we're driving back the way we came, and you can see straight down this field, there's no one. We keep going, we keep going, and the road ends at a T. So there's no road in front of us, just a little driveway. So we go forward in the driveway to like turn around and see if we can see the little boy, and we end up in a graveyard. Oh my god, so my headlights land on a bunch of gravestones that are kind of overgrown with weeds and grass and look super creepy, just out, like out of a horror movie. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm turning around, I want to get out of here, I don't feel safe, what's going on? And my friends are like, no, let's get out, let's see what this is. So my investigator... It sounds like a movie right now. I know. It was really like a horror movie where they're all about to be murdered. <laughs> and it was like two girls and one guy, and they get out of the car, and they like go to investigate. And I stayed in the car with my headlights on. Like I put my brights on so I could see where everyone went. I was like the concerned mom, like, what are they doing? Where are they going? What's going on? Where's the little boy? <laughs> you know? And so they come back screaming, jump in the car, and they said there was a gravestone for a 10-year-old boy. And did you, I mean, no one said, hold on. So no one said, drive back, maybe we passed him? Well, we had driven back and we couldn't have. And you didn't see him. So that's the thing. We had turned around and driven back as far as the road would go. And so we could see down 
like the side of the road that there was no one there and where you got to the point where you had to turn around because the road ended at a T. Right. And there was nothing that could have been mistaken for a boy. I mean, you saw it with your own eyes. I saw it as clear as I see you in front of me right now. I'm not crazy. I will never forget that. It was a boy walking down the street, just like when you're driving and you see, I don't really see a lot of hitchhikers, but you see a pedestrian crossing the road. I saw the boy on the side of the road with his thumb out. And it's understandable that my friends didn't see him because they were like yelling and, you know, dancing. And like, it was just a fun car party. That's how our high school things were, even if we weren't drinking or, you know. Uh, And so I saw this clear as day, Susie, I'm not making this up. And if he was alive, a real boy, I just don't know where he could have run to. There was nowhere for him to hide. It was a wide open field. And for us to end up in a graveyard where they saw the grave. I didn't see the grave. I actually cannot say I saw the grave. So it, maybe they made it up, but I really don't think they do because they came back with terror. And like they were all laid back having a blast like, oh, let's go investigate. This is fun. And I was like, don't get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and they came back like really terrified and just said, drive. And so I drove and we went to the party. So, yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. You know, people love... There's, there's certain types of people in the world that love to dispute this and be like, ah, oh, it's bullshit. There's no facts. Yeah. There's no proof. Blah, 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 blah. But like anytime you've talked to someone who actually has seen something, yeah, I have have one in my family, mm-hmm. there's no disputing it. It's like there are dimensions we can't see. Yeah. Um, and ghosts may not be the right word because people associate with that with all kinds of things from what they've seen in horror movies mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it's not necessarily I'm saying I believe in ghosts, but I definitely believe, like you just said, there are other dimensions and sometimes they cross well, have over. Well, have you any, have any, I was just possessed. Sorry, Food Heals Nation. Um, have you ever had an experience with orbs in photos? This is a big thing. Yes. Okay, so my 30th birthday, one of the many parties that I had, because I my friends love to poke fun at me. I had like six 30th birthdays. Yeah. I had like a weekend in Vegas. I had another party back in L.A. and it, Yeah, it was insane. Um, that's what you do. That's what I do. That's what I did. Um, so this party that I had back in L.A., which was at a club in Hollywood, um, and I, I had all my friends there, the friends that didn't, like, not the girlfriends that didn't make it to Vegas. We, you know, we're just dancing, partying, have a good time. We had a table. We had a bottle service going on. The pictures that I got back from that night, and it didn't even strike me as weird until, like, years later. But the pictures that I had, there was an insane amount of orbs in these photos. And they, they like to say that these are actual balls of energy spirits Mm -hmm. what have you they're always different sizes in my experience at that birthday they were small in these photos and it was always on the dance floor interesting and they usually say it's like when there's like happy happier times going on it's not when there's like a dark photo or someone's depressed it's usually when there's like a lot of energy yeah um this was in a club the amount of orbs i'm talking like there was this one photo there was one photo that i had one on my nose it was on the tip of my nose, uh-huh. just one. And then on the dance floor, there were like over 100 or something, like between like 75 wow. and 100 tiny little ones that there's no way this could have been like dust or, you know, the refraction of light or anything like that. It was very strange. And it didn't even hit me until years later. I'm like, oh, my God, I had a bunch of whatever those were, spirits, energy balls, whatever they were. They were partying their asses off on my 30th birthday. Okay. 
Just to play devil's advocate for anyone listening who might be thinking this out there, how do you know it wasn't like some sort of like DJ lighting or something? There that was no DJ done? lighting. It was a ghetto club. Okay, okay. It, there was all the the light was was from the the phone, um, taking the photo. Yeah. And then maybe from the bar, which is off to the right. There was no there were no like circular lights. There was no disco ball. It was very dark. It was just kind of like a place to you know a fun place to dance. And how do photos capture this? What's this oh, I what remember, do they say about I re- that? I remember reading about this, but like a lot of the stuff that they talk about, dust being on the lens, light refraction, it's a lot of bullshit. It's like they kind of don't know. Ooh. And especially the one with one on my nose. On my nose. I have the photo. I can show it to you. It's on my nose. Why would there be, like, I'm the center of, the, you know, so if you take a photo with a phone of me and the rest of the background is dark because it's a dark club there's one just perched on my nose like hanging out uh, it's your friend ghost blessing me on my ghost. 30th birthday it's on my Casper. nose <laughs> it was really weird and it didn't strike me as strange until a lot later okay so I'm going to tell my actual ghost story okay so um, I have a very small family and very intimate family and um, my mother had a twin sister who my dear dear aunt and she was widowed when I was two Um, My uncle John, who was just a beautiful man, inside and out, um, passed away uh, flying for the Air National Guard because he was a pilot in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And I heard, I don't remember him, but I remember many stories about him told throughout the years. One, which I used to clap when he would come home from work. I I was very young, but I would clap for him because I was so excited. And um, cut to, I'm about 15, maybe 16, visiting an aunt and uncle in... Uh, Missouri, his brother and and my aunt his uh, my, his brother and and wife, um, and so my cousin his son looks is the spitting image of him looks exactly like him, and they lived in a split level house so we were the kitchen was actually on the upper floor and then there was like the it overlooked the living room, and all of the decor at the time was like peach and beige and white it was very mm-hmm. light colors right and and my other cousins were playing down there and I was helping my aunt fix lunch. And I remember saying to them, hey, guys, come up, you know, summertime. I was like, hey, come up, dinner's, uh, sorry, lunch is ready. And I remember turning to the left. I remember, like, all of this happening. I remember turning to the left. And I'd just seen my cousin down below with my other cousins. Mm -hmm. So I saw his son down below. I turned to the left. And and my vision passes the stairway coming up from that level below to the, the kitchen and the dining room up above. And I see him on the stairs holding the rail, wearing a blue shirt. Now, I don't remember what color shirt he was wearing down below. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there was no blue anywhere there. It was peach and beige. And he's holding the railing, and I see him coming up the stairs. And then I turn to the sink, going back to help prepare lunch. And I thought, that's funny. I just saw him down below, and then he's on the stairs. And I turn back, and it's gone. Did you know who he was? It was his dad. But you had known him when you were two years old. I did, but I don't remember him. So how did you know? Because he looked exactly like my cousin. The, they, they have the same build. They had the same frame. They looked exactly the same. And I had the thought, oh, my cousin's coming up the stairs. Wait a minute. No, he's still down below. So I saw him. Got it. I saw what I thought was him on the, on the floor playing with our little cousins. Uh-huh. And then on the stairs, like literally a split second later. And then I turn back and that is gone. And, and in your- that moment, I was like, oh, my God. 
I just saw my uncle. Now, the only reason or one of the reasons why I probably thought that is because my mom had seen him as well after he had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in my family. Um, well, your brother had it, right? My brother, my brother, my poor brother had the gift or the curse, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> to him, it was probably a curse since he was very young. And the, the funny thing was is that we were a family that was very open to that stuff, at, especially after my uncle had passed. We were always open to psychics and mediums. And, and so there were always little inklings. My brother, I believe, got a great big dose of it because when he was little, he would see spirits all the time. Mm-hmm. He would see them in orb form. Um, sometimes he would describe them as just big balls of light and energy. Wow. He believed he saw my uncle, but in more of an outline of light as opposed to what I saw, which was more of a what you kind of saw, which was like a, a what you thought form. as a human. Yeah. Um, and then he saw actual spirits that like scared the shit out of him that kind of chased him. And then he would hear them. He didn't tell anybody for a really long time, which my family would have been like, really? What do they look like? What do they have to say? Do they want anything? Like, tell us more. Yeah, because there's other people in our family that would have been like into it. And he was a little kid and he was like, get, get away from me. I can imagine it being so scary. Yeah, but he would see him. We would travel. We'd go on skiing trips. He saw them in Colorado. He saw them in upstate wow. New York. He saw them in Missouri. He saw them in New York. He saw them all over the place. You know, I really, truly believe that some people are just much more intuitive and sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they have an ability to see things that those who are not as in tune, it's, it has nothing to do, it's not your fault or anything like that. It just is what it is. Yeah. And they have this striking ability to see things, hear things, and feel things that other people aren't. It's yeah, and there's so many different ways, right? So there's, you can hear, yeah, there's different senses to it. And some people have a bunch of them. Some some just have one. And you can, yeah. de- if, you can develop them, I believe, yeah. with certain kind of practice and awareness. I um, absolutely agree. I think it's so interesting. And, you know, if you're going into the whole, like, psychics and things like that, one thing that's like really underreported and not talked about is how often police use psychics mm-hmm. to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. And then a detective, and there's lots of, and we're not knocking detectives, just like we never knock doctors. We're just saying there are so many amazing detectives out there doing amazing jobs, and they might be getting medals of valor for their great detective work. And they're not telling the news. The news isn't reporting on the psychic mm-hmm. that they consulted to tell them the body is in a river south of this road, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the psychics always know exactly, but they will know enough to go find that body or whatever it is. I'm using that horrible example, but um, police officers at every level of law enforcement and detectives and everything are using psychics on a regular basis. And to say that it doesn't exist is really just, you know, fear and closed-mindedness because it is scary to open your mind to the possibility mm-hmm. that there's more than what you see is what you get. And they can't prove it. They can't, you know what I mean? They can't categorically no say, scientific well, we, we know this this amount of stuff. Um, yeah. It's, you know. It's just like sometimes in your life, I'm sure everyone can relate to this, when you've had that moment of a premonition or an mm-hmm. awareness and it may be momentary and then that thing happens or sometimes it's like you turn around before the danger is about to occur or something it like that. It happened to me the other day. Oh, what happened? Okay, so 
I've always been open to this since I was 13. I went to psychic fairs with my mother and my aunt because it, yeah. I found it super interesting. I used to try to read tarot. I just found it really fascinating. I think I was probably a witch in a former life. Uh, <laughs> actually, I know I probably was. Um, but I hope you weren't burned at the stake, Susie. I might have been. Oh, no. Well, you know. That's okay. I'm here now. <laughs> you've, you've, you've overcome that. You've healed yeah. from that. So like I said, like I feel like um, everybody's born with a certain amount of this, whether we pay attention to it or not, strengthen it or not. My brother had a huge dose. You know, my mom had a little bit. My aunt had a little bit. I have a little bit. And I feel like I'm trying to pay attention to my intuition, at least in, in life. And recently, I went into the bank and I was on Sunset Boulevard. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like 5 to 4. And I'm supposed to not be here at 4 p.m. I could go and park in their underground parking, but it's going to take time. And this is going to be really fast, yeah. right? So I'm going against my better judgment. I go inside the bank, and there's a line. Of course, I get in there. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, like oh, I'm playing with fire here because anybody who knows L.A. parking uh, people, serve parking services, will ticket you with impunity. They don't care. Yeah, they are on it. Every five minutes, they're yep. checking the streets. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, God, I'm really playing with fire here. And now, you could say that this is just common sense, mm-hmm. but I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting, and inside I was like, no, I need to go move my car. Like, yeah. I need to go move my car. Like, yeah. I was being, my, I was telling myself, go move your car. And I didn't want to go have to waste the time to go around the corner and park it, and I was just like, no, 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 no. But I was getting a message, go move your car. Yeah. Well, I did my banking. Wouldn't you know it? I run outside. <laughs> there's a parking attendant. I'm the first car she's gotten to. Ugh. And of course, I get a freaking huge ticket. And you can't talk them out of it. If they're, even if they're sitting right there, you're like, please, no. please. She's like, no. oh, she was trying to tell me that I, I, I won because I didn't get towed. And I was just like, go screw yourself. But anyway, <laughs> but what I was really mad about is like, yes, and Food Heals Nation can say right now, that's just common sense. You just got, you know, caught up in it. No, I really felt like my gut instinct was like, go move your freaking car. You couldn't get a ticket. But I didn't. And yeah. that's what happened. All right. I hope you had fun with that. If you want to hear the full episode, go all the way back into the archives, back to episode 32 of Food Heals. And if you want to see what Susie is up to these days, check out her website, cbdfountain.com. Food Heals Nation, if you do one new thing for your health today, I want you to check out Timeline Nutrition's brand new supplement, MitoPure. I have been taking it daily. I've told you about this multiple times now, so I hope you've checked it out. But if not, listen up. MitoPure is something really completely new, a clinically proven mitochondrial revitalizer. So if you've been listening lately, you know that I'm getting really into my mitochondrial health and how important I think it is for all of us because strong, healthy mitochondria are good for so many different aspects of health and healing and reducing the impacts of aging. This is actually 21st century science. No BS here, okay? MitoPure is the first nutrient to be proven to optimize mitochondrial function. So 
They did the studies, and the studies have confirmed that 500 milligrams of MitoPure taken every day not only supports your healthy mitochondria, but also improves muscle quality and strength. So it's really a one-two anti-aging punch, right? MitoPure has the potential to become a landmark nutrient in the advancement of human health. You know I geek out on this stuff. You know that I love adding new supplements and new health hacks to my daily routine, right? Because I want to be as healthy as possible. I want to live long. I want to thrive. So if you do too, definitely worth checking this out. I mix it into a smoothie. Um, you can also mix it in with water. There's different ways to do it. Whatever works for you. I added it to my daily routine and it's been a couple months now and I'm really feeling good. If you want to anti-age, if you want more energy, if you want to help your muscles, if you're working out a lot, definitely try adding MitoPure to your routine. So improving your mitochondria is one of the best things that you can do for your health. Check out MitoPure from my friends at Timeline Nutrition. Go to TimelineNutrition.com and of course you can use my promo code FOODHEALS. You'll get 10% off the plan of your choice. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Again, it's TimelineNutrition.com, promo code FOODHEALS, 10% off. And finally, next I'm talking to Elizabeth Tripp about how to help a spirit to the other side. Because it is that time of year, it is Halloween, it is fall, it is the time of ghosts and goblins and spirits. So today, are you still seeing ghosts? What are ghosts? Are they spirits that are staying on the earth because they haven't realized that they're dead? Like, give us all the goods. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it, love it. Let's get spooky. Yes, spooky. Halloween is coming up. That is for sure. Um, the absolute straight answer for everyone listening Yes, I, I do have active communication with um, ghost, as we call it. So I, I always frame it that way. Ghost, as, as you know, everybody calls them. Um, and it's a beautiful, special uh, gift. They will appear to me, um, you know, as, as uh, images, as um, in sound or in uh, talking to me um, sometimes, you know, they'll move things around. Um, that's, that's a part of, um, I've really accepted and embraced a part of being who I am. Um, but what I understand that ghosts are, you know, is um, in very simple terms, uh, you know, they are just energy, you know, energy, really just energy. We all are just energy. And we really do love to construct energy. Uh, you know, uh, ways of seeing things as good or bad. Um, but if we can just really come from a place of understanding that a ghost, as we call them, is simply an energy, you know, a soul is an energy. And the reason why they're in this, you know, third dimension is because they haven't crossed over, you know, like mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they haven't made it to the other side, heaven, if you choose to, uh, you know, call it or the fifth dimension or, you know, the, the universe, starlight, um, um, eternal, whatever you want to call it, they just haven't crossed over. And so that tells me a few things that there's something they're incomplete with. There's something that they haven't quite finished, you know, whatever happened in their last 
incarnation, they, they, something happened where they didn't completely fully get what they wanted to, uh, out of that life. And they're still around trying to figure out how to do that. And second, um, that they're likely in soul age. So this is something when, you know, if you're, if you come deeper with me into my work, I talk about the age of soul, likely a a younger soul. Um, And that I say, because most older souls, when they're, when they die, they just go right up to the light. It's, ah, I'm ready to go back, right? I'm just going to go home. And so with a spirit that's still in this third dimension, in this, in this plane, um, and they're roaming around, right? And they're kind of wondering or, you know, claiming this is my house or what, you know, angry or upset that you're in a space. It's because they haven't yet understood that either they've died and they haven't completed something. So there's still something they're missing or haven't done yet. And really for me, that's a choice. If I'm at this point, I want to help them cross over and and get to the light. Um, If I want to, you know, essentially call in their own spirit team and say, you know, is this something that they're ready for? Uh, And can I, can I help in this process? And um, that are, those are all options, but they're not scary to me anymore. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I can communicate with them and ask them, what do they need? And you know, for instance, um, I was in a space uh, quite some time ago and I connected with a spirit there and, and the spirit was elderly, but, you know, hadn't yet told their family about some money that was hidden in the basement that she had left. So um, and when she died, she didn't get the chance to tell because the sun hadn't come uh, all the way from, an, you know, I think it was like Atlanta or something. It, something had happened. He didn't make it. And she passed before he came. And so there was a sense of incompletion. They don't know that the money's underneath the boards in the basement. And Mm -hmm. another family had moved into their house and they're like, this old woman is really, you know, she's everywhere and she's like upset and she knocks things over. And and so they had me come. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so I connect to the spirit and she's, you know, simply sharing. She has some gift for the family, her family and you know, it's downstairs. And so we went downstairs and we pulled some things apart, a really old house. It must've been 140 some years old or something. And just a lot, of, it was a, you know, very old house. And, um, and there we found, it wasn't even that much money. It must've been like $300, but whatever time period that was for her, it was significant. And, so they knew the previous owners and got in contact. And this was like a second generation of this woman. And they gave the money to the family and she was gone. You know, she got to be released and go back. And it was as simple as that. Um, oh, and- my God. I love that story so much. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I look at it as like I can play with spirit energy like that. Um, there's different kinds. So ghosts are obviously, yeah, something around the Halloween season that we get really spooked out about. Um, Mm -hmm. we tend to think, you know, oh, they're, they're scary or they're bad. And, and I usually say to people, well, who told you that? And, and they're like, well, what right. You it was the movies. Yeah. I was like, oh, I saw it on, you know, when I was eight and my sister had me watch Chucky and, you know, I thought doll best, right? It's like something, a spirit got in. They say, well, yeah, I mean, that's very much in our own little boy or girl minds. That's a very valid conclusion. But what if it's just an energy and 
simply it has something to still do and it hasn't advanced itself in its own maturity to know that the light's there and they can go back in and 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 their whole soul group will be there to welcome them you know and that's where i can come in if i choose to and in some aspects of my work i have played in this area um and it's really it is a lot of fun um and just help them to the other side. So does that uh, does that give you a nice picture of what what I think spirits are, what ghosts are per se? Yes, I think that um, you're absolutely right. I believe the same. And I think, you know, if there is a ghost or a spirit and they seem angry, it's probably not directed towards you unless they're like, this is my house and you're in my house or something like that. But essentially it's something is unresolved. So it's like pray for them to get it resolved, whatever that they might be, or bring someone in such as yourself who can communicate and go, oh, I, 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 I know what this is now and what they need. And maybe it's the money under the boards or something like that. But I just think, you know, instead of being scared, go, okay, how can we work together to get you to the place where you need to be, which is the other side, the white light, where where the soul tribe is, as you said. And so, I mean, of course it's scary, especially if you haven't developed the skills as you have and you haven't had them over time, but you're just like, why is the plant always knocked down or whatever it might be? Yeah. And you know what we forget is that we're powerful. And we can, in many ways, you know, claim our own power. And if a spirit is really, you know, in a ghost per se, is inside of a home and they're bothering you, you know, you can claim you're in your power and, and you can simply even ask yourself, what is it that you want? And like you said, if you can't get to the uh, clear answer, invite someone in that can. But ultimately, you have the power to essentially claim your the space too, and and to bring in other guides and 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 spiritual energies that can support you and keep you in a feeling of being grounded and and um, a sense of um, empowerment in a situation. Um, obviously, there's lots of different levels of, of um, you know, angry or very uh, not complete uh, uh, experiences for a soul. So that could require more assistance and um, someone who's more skilled. But you, people are powerful and spirit will listen. <laughs> so you can tell them to get out and, and to leave. And, and some may. And they might go out in the yard and do whatever or go to another house. And they could just be very much just wandering, looking for something. And they just happen to stumble upon your space. Um, so remember that you're powerful and you can, you can communicate and stake your power as well. All right, so if you enjoyed that episode and you want to listen to the full interview with Elizabeth, go back to episode 318 of Food Heals. And last week, I did announce that I was offering 70% off of my course called Food Freedom over at dropthefoodshame.com. And I did get some questions. So let me tell you what it is and what is in the course. So it is courses, practices, and meditations. And Food Freedom is going to take you on a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual healing journey. It's three weeks long. Okay. 
each week is going to build on the last. So week one is about ending emotional eating and healing your relationship with food. So first up is a class called Radical Goal Setting Manifestation Formula for Success. Then the second class is how to become mindful of your food-related emotional habits. The third class is called Change Happens When the Pain Happens, Turning Trauma into Triumph and Pain into Purpose. Then we've got a really powerful practice. It's cultivating a powerful self-forgiveness process. Then we've got a class on how to track your emotions through food journaling. And then there's a class on how to discover the perfect diet for your body, because everybody is different. And finally, we've got a beautiful meditation to heal the wounds of your past and cultivate self-love in your future. So that's week one. Week two is called Drop the Body Shame for Good, Loving Your Food, Loving Your Body, and Loving Yourself. So the first class is how to drop that body shame. Let's get rid of it, people. Second is a beautiful meditation on creating a loving relationship with your body at any size. Then we've got a class on alternative medicine health hacks that you can start incorporating into your weekly routine. Then we've got another class on manifestation. These are all going to build on each other. So it's how to manifest your desires from a place of joy and not fear. Then we've got a practice. Each time you get a new practice, you're going to incorporate it each week, okay? So this is the one, you've probably heard me talk about it before on Food Heals. It is the write and burn. This is the most powerful process I know of (laughs) for letting go of emotions that we're storing, that are causing us to overeat, that are causing us to judge ourselves. right? We want to get rid of those. So this is the powerful process of uncovering unlocked emotions. And then finally, we'll end on a gorgeous meditation. Your body can heal itself. And the final week is week three. It's called Finding Food Freedom with your new emotional healing toolbox. So each class, each practice, each meditation builds on the last, and you're going to have a whole plethora of strategies and tools and things you can do whenever you're getting a food craving or whenever you're judging yourself. Now you're going to know exactly what to do. So we're going to start out with a class on how to eat, how to practice grace and self-love with every meal. We've got a class on mood-boosting foods. These are foods that actually clinically, scientifically boost your mood. These are your antidepressants, your natural God-given antidepressants. This is what to incorporate in your diet for ultimate health and wellness. Then we're doing a class on must-have supplements for your gut health and your brain health. Then we've got a course on how to set yourself up for success moving forward on your healing journey. We've got a beautiful meditation Be the love that you seek. A perfect way to wrap this all up. And then, of course, we've got recommended resources to continue creating a spiritually aligned relationship to food. So if you're ready to drop the food struggle, if you're ready to set yourself up for the holidays to avoid perpetuating your issues with food, right? Go to dropthefoodshame.com. There's no coupon code. I have made it 70% off for you from now until December 31st. My gift to you. Food Heals Nation, I hope you have a happy, happy Halloween. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.